This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good Friday morning, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for September 11th, episode 2517, brought to you today by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, horse people. Two airplanes have crashed into the World Trade Center in an apparent terrorist attack on our country. I was lying in bed. Uh, all of a sudden I heard what sounded like uh, a plane or something coming extremely low, and then we just heard this shattering explosion. I ran up to the roof and confronted by this horror. There's a gaping hole. I can see the south face, and uh, there are flames. There are papers flying out of the windows, black flames. There are, there are uh, flames coming out of multiple floors. Tomorrow, all the things were gone. I'd work for all Things my are really in chaos. And I had to start again. Just my children and my oh, Tons of people were running down Fulton Street. Thank my lucky stars to be living here. The World Trade Center is smoking. Because the flag still stands for freedom. Cutting out of all sides. And they can't take that away. It's a symbol, I think, of our strength. But uh, we are the United States of America. And I'm proud to be an American. Where at least I know I'm free. And I won't forget the men. Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this 9-11. Do you realize it's been almost 20 years and it seems like yesterday? It, it does. That was such a chilling um, morning. <sighs> one one you just never forget. No, and, and uh, you know, when I hear that every year, it's like, God, it's, it's hard to believe that that was almost 20 years ago now. We did a special, I don't know, it was when we first started the show, I think, way, way back. And uh, we did a 9-11 special. And we talked to horse people and found out where they were on 9-11 and put that special together. I did put it out on the Horses in the Morning feed this morning. So if you want to listen to it, you can. It's on the podcast feed. I also put it out on the auditor feed, too. You'll find it there. Uh, but have your tissues handy if you do. Uh, you know, before we get to today's show, there's 2020 is the year that just keeps on giving. So I'm going to try and get through this. Um, first of all, to all our HRN family listeners and auditors on the West Coast and in Oregon especially, we're thinking about you guys. 10% of the state of Oregon has now been evacuated from their homes. Think about that. 10% of an entire state. Mm. Uh, there are a bunch of our listeners, and I know you see the post too, uh, and our auditors that are working to help evacuate. I'm picking out a couple here that I just saw this morning, Danny and April, and everybody that's working to help evacuate horses and farms and all of that. Thank you for your help. I know there's many more. Uh, there's too many to, you know, I just can't up. First of all, I can't believe how many listeners and auditors we have up in the Northwest. We have a lot of them. 
And the amount of horse people coming together, I was reading some of the Facebook pages and the coordination. There are pictures of entire parking lots full of horse trailers just waiting to go evacuate horses. Some of them have had to evacuate now, Jamie. They moved to like a fairgrounds and then get evacuated again because the fire is coming towards the fairgrounds. Mm -hmm. And now some of them had to have had to move and evacuate three times. I wish I could. Uh, I mean, oh. my doors are open, obviously. I wish I was a little closer to help everybody. Oh, God, this is heartbreaking. I want to give some special love to Krista Youngblood, who's one of our auditors. Uh, she was told that the firefighters had to move on from her town, and that her town will be destroyed by t- by today. And both, get this, her almost sold house and her new house are going to be gone. So there she loses the house she's selling, the house she's buying. I don't know what kind of mess that creates. I don't even know how you deal with that. But Krista, uh, we're thinking about you and and just everybody out there. It's just heartbreaking what's going on. And then see if I can get through this one. So Leslie Wiley reached out. You know Leslie Wiley Bateman. She's been on the show for years and years. She's one of the favorites. Uh, She reached out yesterday, and it's public. It's on their Facebook pages, so I can talk about this. Her mom and dad were in a bad accident last week. Uh, Her dad died, and her mom is in very serious condition. Uh, Like, I think about 12 broken bones. Um, They need all the good vibes we can give them. I'll let you read Leslie's words there that she said to share with everybody. This is the the positive nature and positive spirit of Leslie shining through, which is why we love her and we've had her on for so many years. Her response, well, first of all, I got to say that Glenn dealing with his everything that he has going on with the, the colon scare and cancer and all that stuff, she reaches out to him and says, whatever you need, let us know. Yet she's going through this and and she wanted to share these words with everyone. And they were, go hug your people. Get right with who you need to get right with. The clock is ticking on us all and the best we can do is to love big and love hard. And that is the spirit of Leslie Wiley in a nutshell. It definitely is. It definitely is. All right, let's try and get on with the show. Let's do some birthdays. How about that? All right, big happy birthdays. Oh, God, there's a list, too, today. There's a whole bunch of you having birthdays today, our auditors. Tiana Vestry, Corinna Grader, Tessa Heyman, Rachel Laux, April Hardiman, and Kelly Peterson-Hammer. Look, I think I did it. I think I did them all correctly. Mm, Probably not. Um, I would also (laughs) like to... Sorry, let me stop it. Go ahead. I would also like to say to Tiana, she, you know how you can do those Facebook posts where you're doing a fundraiser for your yes, birthday in yes. lieu of gifts. She's doing hers for horse and hound. And that made me so happy. Oh, wow. Thanks. God, today's full of feels. <laughs> we're going to see if we can get through today's show, people. <laughs> my daily Winnie, Kara, it is not my fault. Kara Popplestone has gone online and started slandering me, saying it's my fault that she's currently about to buy a horse at an auction, (laughs) on an online (laughs) auction. It's not my fault. I just happened to get really lucky with my purchase. By the way, he's so pretty. Um, Kara is uh, the high bidder on a little, is it a colt or a filly? I can't remember. It's a little roan quarter horse. Anyway, good luck. Have some fun. It's awesome. You know, 
do your homework and and uh, wish you the best of luck. It's not my fault, Kara. I wonder. I how swear many... to God, if it's like Drax <laughs> and you're like, it's not working out, I'm going to send it back to you. It's not my fault. <laughs> it's a AQHA 2020 Red Roan Colt, so it's a brand new baby. Oh my God, it's so cute too. So let me also say, while I'm in the midst of the Daily Winnies, I talked about how Drax was returned to me um, because because he wouldn't move forward and he was getting mad anytime this woman who bought him asked him to go beyond a walk. And he comes back and he's they pulled his shoes. They decided they were going to sand his feet down to every two or three weeks to try to get the nail holes out. By okay? the way, I have never heard of that before. Uh, <laughs> I, maybe I live in a bubble, but I have never heard of that before. The bubble you're in is correct because that's ridiculous. <laughs> My farrier came out, put shoes on him, and guess what? He's totally fine. And um, I, I, But I got a lot of messages from people about, are you anti-barefoot? And of course, that's a whole nother thing. But most of my horses are barefoot. If they can go without shoes, great. You know, once once they start competing and jumping, most of them need shoes. Um, I've had to put shoes on Zara one time because she split her heel in like some sort of accident out there. Uh, Zeus wears shoes, my Mustang, because if not, he'd be dead because that's he would never have survived in the wild <laughs> for more than a minute. Uh, so he wears shoes and tracks wear shoes, but the rest of my horses are barefoot. It's all depending upon the horse. And that goes for all you barefoot people that say no horse should have shoes. Clearly that is not true. And then all of you that say all horses should have shoes. Do people say that? I don't know, but uh, some of my horses go fine without them. Some don't. So it's just dependent. I will say this. We, we, we do it. If we can go barefoot, we do now. However, we've had a lot of thoroughbreds over the years and most of those thoroughbreds could not go barefoot. Now, I'm not saying all, but I'm saying most, you know, Nigel couldn't go barefoot. His feet are awful. <laughs> you know, yeah. he needs something. Now, he doesn't have shoes. They're doing all these glue-ons and all that kind of ex- the expensive kind, right? Yeah. Uh, that's what Nigel gets. But he could not go barefoot. He just wouldn't make it. His feet are terrible. And yeah. most thoroughbreds we've had have been that way. <laughs> now, the pony, Scooter, his feet are as hard as rock. He doesn't need shoes, right? But And I have little boots for him he wears when he goes out. Uh, but you're absolutely right. I don't think this is a one-stop solution fits every horse. I, I don't. No. No, I know like that the, the, the barefoot, that barefoot was... people, they want it to. They th- they just want it to so bad. <laughs> you know, it's, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I, so I have three thoroughbreds here right now. Um, one is my little foster, Kona, and Kona is, has no shoes and he is totally fine. Just fine. No, wouldn't think twice about putting shoes on him. He's fine. Uh, then I have Drax, who clearly can't go barefoot. And I tried for the first six months after he came off the track and I pulled his race plates and, and I let him have some time and it just did not work. Nail holes or not, he was still a mess. Um, and then I have this mare that came in for training and she had, you know, it comes from a rescue. And, and again, most of them go to the rescue and not the greatest of shape. And she had, you know, basically like flippers for her front feet. So we trimmed those got him up and I've just realized that she's going to need some shoes because she's just not comfortable with her feet being properly trimmed. She's a little bit unsound. So, uh, we are working my farriers coming back today. So it, it's just dependent upon the horse and, and some horses need them and some don't. And then some horses need them when they're doing particular jobs and some don't need them when they're doing those jobs. I, it just depends on the dang horse. So, uh, anyway, that was my little, uh, 
thing. <laughs> like, there you go. like in most things in life, there's not usually one solution that fits everything or everybody. It's mm-hmm. just the way it is. You know, Drax could have probably benefited from the glue on shoes. He probably would have been great with glue on shoes too if you wanted I to. I thought spend we were going to have to because fortune. his little feet were nubs, <laughs> but he's actually all right. So we're pretty, I'm pretty happy that. Uh, she was able to get something on him and oh my God, the, just the relief, you know, once they put their, they get that shoe on when they, their feet hurt so bad because their soles are pressing on the ground. And once he, he, he got that shoe on and he put his foot down and he just went <sighs> like started licking and chewing. Just like, it's just instant relief for him to be a little bit uh, off the ground. And, and, you know, anyway. Well, now you know for the I, next people that take him, uh, what to tell him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except for I told the last person that. <laughs> All right, let's. We do have a couple of guests coming up today, and the first guest today is uh, James. Is it Tonery? Yeah. Uh, he now you'll remember him probably. He's got a great accent, which you'll recognize in a minute. He's from Cooper, formerly from Cooper's Hill in Ireland. So we're going to talk to him, and then later on in the show we have Carly Cade and Candice uh, Carabas coming on, and they're going to talk about a program called Horses, Hearts, and Havoc. And uh, they're both authors, and that should be a lot of fun too. So we have some past guests showing up in the show today, and of course, really bad ads later on in the show. You guys have submitted. There's a whole bunch of listeners red ones today so our job will be a little easier today and i'm happy about that to be honest because it's so So, hard otherwise (laughs) (laughs) this is such a difficult job all right let's uh get james on now you rode with james right when you were in ireland i did james ran cooper's hill equine in galway ireland and i got to go fox hunting with cooper's hill provided me a horse to to go fox hunting and the grala harriers and it was just the highlight of my vacation in Ireland and, and they weren't performing, they weren't hunting out in the fields yet. They were, it was a little bit pre hunting season. So we were hunting in a forest and the forest had these traffic barriers. And so as opposed to jumping giant hedges, we were jumping giant yellow and black barriers. So it was definitely fun and definitely exciting. And and it was just a, a total thrill. And, and now, you know, dude, I, I'll, I'll let James tell you. All right, I'm trying to call him now. I know he's there because he checked in earlier. Now he'll be uh, gone. There he is. Hello there. Hi, James. It's Jamie Hi. and Glenn, and you're on the air. How are you? Not so bad. Could uh, could be worse. Not uh, not uh, sick anyway, like lots of other Americans. Yes. Well, we're we're glad you made it in before this whole thing happened. Now, you are I was just telling everybody about my experience in Galway with you and and with your your folks putting uh putting me on a on a horse and sending me out into the woods jumping traffic barriers and chasing hounds. Uh and it was it was definitely the thrill of my entire Ireland experience for sure. And you were in Ireland and you were running Cooper's Hill. Talk to us about where you are now and why. Um, well, I mean, when all this stuff came down about the virus, which I don't, we're all fed up talking about, obviously, but uh, I, I got this um, notion in my head that things are going to get bad, like really bad. Now I'm in a tourist business, so that meant there'll be no tourists tourists coming it, like this in January, we were um, projecting the best season um, so far by f- mid February, the bookings were canceling. Most of them had canceled. There was nothing coming in. Generally we'd have 10, 20 coming in a week. 
and it just went dry. So that was a direct result of COVID-19. <clears throat> because of that, then, you know, you're, you're, you're surmising, well, what's the uh, projection from here? And for me, it was, gosh, there'll be no tourists. I'll have vet bills. I'll have shoeing bills. I have to exercise animals, feed animals, groom animals, take care of tack. What do I do? So I just made a decision with my uh, partner, Kira, and uh, we just basically knocked heads on this issue for a little bit. And I said, no, we've got to sell all the animals and, and, and just call it a day and um, try and reinvent ourselves elsewhere, you know. And that's what I've done. Um, I didn't see, I don't, from the projections I'm hearing, um, minimum it's going to be back on track. Now, not at the flow of, of 2019, uh, probably 50-75% of that by two years' time, but really in four years' time, we may be back to normal again, a new normal. It's it's just heartbreaking watching what you guys had to go through, um, you know, through Facebook and Kiara's just amazing uh, woman. And uh, how, how was that to make that decision to, to close and to sell all of these horses that you've poured your heart and soul into? Uh, uh, that's hard to talk about right now. Um, quite tough, quite tough. Um it probably ripped my soul out, you know, it really did. So it's, it, I had amazing horses um, known worldwide for their abilities. And, you know, the, the, some of them, people were just lining up to buy them, you know, because they knew they were handled well. They knew they were going to be a good uh, addition to a family and they knew they were going to be safe. So that's all you really want when you want a horse. And after that, you can develop their skills and whatever you want to do. And, and that's what where we pitched ourselves at. And we were very successful at it. And I put my heart and soul into it. And, you know, you can well imagine, you know, you're, you're hurting. I'm, I'm, I'm hurting. And uh, a lot of other people are too. So we're all in, in similar positions. But, yeah, my whole life has changed. And um, I decided to um, come to the U.S. and, and, and uh, see where I could be used best here. As of yet, I haven't really developed something that um, I can go forward with, but um, I'm still looking, you know. I mean, the horse world is ever-evolving, and they're suffering here too, and you can see it. But um, it'll all uh, balance out eventually, you know. So where in the U.S. have you landed? I'm, I'm currently vacationing in Rhode Island in Newport, and I'll be in oh, Boston. Oh, well, that's not too shabby. Are you living in one of the big mansions there? Uh uh, just off the cliffs, yeah. Just yeah. one of the big. I you, wish you and the breakers. You're ha you. You're hanging out at the breakers there. My servant has just gone for a second to get. The <laughs> uh, no, I'm not there, but I'm looking at them from where I'm staying on, on Shore Drive, and um, yeah, it's beautiful here, and it's a wonderful. Um, it's a wonderful release from all the stress of having to deal with um, moving all the horses on. You know, that's where my <laughs> wife and I had our honeymoon. Was it uh, in Newport? We, we honeymooned in Newport. We did not, they didn't invite us to stay in the honeymoon suite at the Breakers either, to be honest. No, oh, isn't that awful? I found out that JFK got married here in St. Mary's Church just on the hill there to it's, Jackie. It's a cool place. Now, it's going to be a little chilly come up, come a little bit here. Yeah, here. He's Irish. He doesn't care. Um, <laughs> so, so James, so what, what is the business that you've decided to start here in the U.S. and where is it going to be located? Well, right now at the moment, um, um, 
I did my uh, test for the Massachusetts um, trainer's license. So I uh, have achieved the um, written part of that. So I'm, I'm passed on that. So I'll be able to do something in Massachusetts. And I just want to have a trainer's license somewhere just to say that, hey, you know, at least I have some sort of qualifications. But that's what I did to just to keep me occupied. Um Everybody knows that I'm good at working horses, good at starting horses. So I will travel to different places. I'm New England at the moment. So anyone that's looking for, you know, help with their horse, I'm here to help them with that. And that's pretty much what I'm going to do. And what are some of the things that you specialize in help with helping people? Well, one of the things I've got involved in in the past few years is um, uh, hunting clinics. And I've worked, helped people improve their hunting skills while out on the, in the field and just show them little tricks and little um, solutions to issues when you're out riding in a large group. That's one of the things. The other thing is I started horses from utterly wild, insane, to in a few weeks having them a riding horse. I've helped with issues like loading and so on and so forth. Um, they, they, they use this term whisperer over here. But they have other terms in, in Ireland, like the a horse gentler. So I've been from a long line of those kind of people. And that's what I can do. I can just basically gentle a horse into doing what we wanted to do, thinking it's doing what it decided to do. Right, right. I do remember the experience that I had when the horse was unloaded from the horse box in the middle of this field, turned out impeccably. And all I was told, I, I said, well, tell me about this horse. And they said, save his horse in Galway, save his what? horse in Galway. And oh my God, Glenn, this is like an 18 hand <laughs> giant monster. But you need a step what ladder. <laughs> what horse did you ride again? He was, he was a, um, a, like a gino, I'm, the name is, I'm blanking on it, but it was a, a Pinto giant. Yeah. If you said it, I'd remember. Oh, it'd be midnight, I would say. Well, I think he was retired not too shortly after um, I rode him. I guess he oh, well. he, he didn't did survive your ride. <laughs> <laughs> he was traumatized. They had to retire I him. him. <laughs> I think the may have been on was midnight, and um, he's um, with a lady in Georgia right now. Um, oh wow! The, the, the sometimes when people visit with us, um, they they connect with an animal, and this particular lady called Beth came over to Ireland with a group of friends. After having a, a bit of a trauma in, in her own country, um, a family issue, and then she came over and right away it was like click. The two of them just got on and she visited us again a few years later. And after that, Kira and I, um, we, we kind of got this funny vibe that this lady and, and this horse have got something special, like very special. And uh, mm -hmm. he always took care of her in a way that um, he would most people but a little bit more for her i guess he he knew she needed some some support or something and um we reached out to this lady beth when uh we were shutting our business and said i think i was never going to sell the horse and i said i think it's time to discuss um him going to you and she said i would love that and then oh, she wow. just um we'll go ahead and shipped him to georgia Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And it is probably a big part of your, your job is, is seeing who matches who and who is going to be safer with, with which horse. That's the, that's the 
the biggest task of all. It's, um, you know, the one thing you cannot do is to overmatch someone. You're better off undermatching them a little bit and having them bring the horse on a bit more. But that's the key to having success with animals. But the first part of that is to have an animal that will be um, the type that will always be uh, sympathetic to the rider. And I try to start the horses in such a gentle and open way that the horse understands that he's not going to be hurt at any time ever. And as long as he cooperates with the rider, um, he'll get his treat afterwards and life will be good, you know. So I've never beaten my animals. I know some trainers um, take a switch to them. Uh, That's not my thing. My thing is make the horse understand what he needs to do. Ask the horse to do it. If it doesn't understand it, let's reprogram, ask it again in a nicer or different way. And then when we all are on the same page, let's add the human and let's add the obstacles and let's develop the confidence and so on and so forth. And that's what I do for most horses. Just find out what they need. Look into them. Like you have to look into a horse's mind and be able to do it. You have to be able to understand what's going on in his head. Sometimes it takes forever to understand and then one day you go oh that's it it doesn't want to go here because blah 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 whatever maybe a cat runs around the side of the house at a certain time of the day and the animal is always strange to that point uh when you're riding it so you understand and now you show what's what's the cat what the cat's all about and it's fine and then you move forward so i ride the horses on busy streets in galway city and into the ocean and i, I get them used to everything and once you have an animal, as they say, well used and used of everything, they can be well used at the age of five. And ready yeah. to go anything. <clears throat> Absolutely. Well, where can people go if, if if any of our fox hunting listeners or any of our friends that are up in the New England area or are just anywhere in the country interested in, in reaching out to you and getting a fox hunting clinic going, where can they find you? Yeah, just it's JT Equestrian. Um, you can find me. Um, and look it up on Facebook, JT Equestrian, and uh, you can look up my email, jtequestrian at gmail.com. Fantastic. James, I I hope you come back uh, and we'll keep keep up I with would, you. I um, have a phone number as well just for you guys if you need me. Uh, it's 617-777-3989 if you want to just call and say, hey, what's up? I have a problem with a horse and I'd like help. Perfect. Wonderful. Thank you, James. And we wish you the best of luck and tell Kiara we said hi. Will do. Thank you so much. Thanks, Take James. care. Nice talking to you all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Let's uh, go next to our good friends over at Kentucky Performance Products, and then we're coming back with a couple of more guests. Each week, you carefully plan out your horse's training schedule. You work with your trainer to fine-tune his flat work. You school through grids to perfect his jump and set up multiple courses to educate your eye. You enjoy long hacks to keep his mind fresh and body strong. Show day arrives. You take a deep breath as you enter the ring. We've got this, you whisper so only he can hear you. You move as one, sailing over each element in perfect harmony. The feeling you get when it all clicks. It's why we do what we do. This feeling is brought to you by Joint Armor. Joint Armor's complete formula provides your horse with the nutrients necessary to support healthy joints throughout his lifetime. 
Joint Armor maintains fluid motion and flexibility in hardworking joints. It supports normal cartilage development and reduces joint deterioration. Joint Armor provides high levels of both glucosamine and chondroitin, plus 100 milligrams of hyaluronic acid. Best of all, Joint Armor is affordable. One small jar lasts up to 75 days. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. And of course, you can find them also on Facebook. She posts all kinds of cool information over there about your horse's health at Kentucky Performance Products. All right, next up, we have two authors joining us. Carly's been on our show before. Carly Kate is going to join us, and Candice Carabas is going to join us as well. They have something that they're putting together. You know, one of the things we try and do on the show here and on the Horse Radio Network is support the arts and artists that are in the horse world. That includes authors and artists and uh, craftsmen and things like that. You know that if you've been listening for a long time. We've done lots of specials, and uh, we highlight them at the holidays, which we'll do again this year. And, uh, you know, so right now, you know, that's a particular group that's uh, having a tough time, too. But there are a whole bunch of authors got together and is trying to help each other out and put something really cool together. And that's why we have Carlos, Carly and Candace coming up. All right. Cut there. Hold on, live listeners, while I get them on. <clears throat> I'm sending you the photo of me in Ireland jumping so you can post it for the oh, show. Oh, good. Notes. Yeah, that would be good. Um, don't send it on Skype, though. Email it. That'd be better. I'm emailing it. Boy, this is a day of feels, isn't it? I, I was When you were talking about <laughs> it, I knew what it was going to be tough for, for him. It's okay. Good morning. Hi, Carly. How Hi, Glenn. You? How are you? Good. You're on I with, am great. You're on with Jamie and I. We're live, but we'll cut this part out for the uh, podcast. Hello. Hi, Jamie. Nice to hear your voice. Nice to hear yours. All right. Um, so we've had a lot of crying on the show today, so you guys are in charge of uh, livening it up a bit. We will do our best to <laughs> everyone's spurs jingling again. No, pr- no pressure there, Carly. No pressure. <laughs> All right. Let me get uh, Candace on here. Hi, Candace. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Okay. So you have Jamie and I on here, and I have Carly as well. Um, We are live, uh, but we'll cut this part out for the recorded version of the podcast. So uh, if I lose you for any reason, I will call you back, okay? Um, Okay. Otherwise, we'll try and address you by name, and I'll introduce you kind of separately and and talk to each for a little bit so that we get to know the voices. And I was just telling Carly that we've had a lot of crying on the show today, so you guys are in charge of livening it up a bit. So it's you have to pick pick the level up. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right. We'll here do we, what we can. Okay, good. Here we go in three, two, one. Well, I have Carly and Candace on here. Hi, ladies. Good morning, Glenn and Jamie. So, Carly, uh, you're, you've been an author for a long time. Just for, for new listeners or listeners that have never heard of your books, just give us a quick outline of what your books are. Well, so my book series is called the In the Rain series. Currently, it's a trilogy. Uh, The first book is In the Rains. The second is Cowboy Way. 
And the third is Chopin Promise. And basically, it's an equestrian romance series where we have a wannabe cowgirl returning to the saddle after a long time away from horses living in the city. And she has some Bridget Jones moments where she's fumbling with the training and she desperately needs help. And she encounters our handsome horse trainer, McKinnon Kelly, who becomes her knight in shining armor, so to speak, in the horse world. And uh, there's a little bit of mystery and intrigue and suspense around his story in the world. So are these like Lisa Wysocki's where somebody dies in every uh, book? <laughs> I want to keep keeping things light this morning or trying to for you. These are these are the stories uh, where no one dies. Uh, okay, there's, uh, <laughs> there's, there's romance, there's mystery, suspense, but uh, happily ever after is always just right around the corner. Okay, good, good. That's that makes me happy today. <laughs> Candace, how about you? <laughs> Yeah, um, well, there is a little mayhem in my book. <laughs> um, I have a murder mystery series set on a Missouri horse farm about a down-on-her-luck jumper rider who's forced to... Uh, she's kill people? She's forced to kill people? Is that... Uh... No, she no. isn't forced okay. to kill okay. people, but <laughs> she is forced to take a job uh, that she doesn't really want. And, um, and then... There's a there's a little bit of a paranormal element where uh, a horse that she used to ride begins uh, visiting her in her dreams and bringing her very cryptic clues, uh, and um, she ends up you know solving some some mysteries and yeah sometimes those include murder. <laughs> What's that one? What are they called? But, what are the titles? But they're called the Dream Horse Mysteries. Dream Horse Mysteries. Okay, and the, cool. The first one is is uh, on the buckle. The second is run out, and the third is wrong lead. And um, there's a free uh, prequel called Cold Backed. You guys, um, you know, you, Carly, you know, as you know, uh, the Horse Radio Network here, we've been supporting artists and authors and all kinds of uh, creative people for many, many years. And you guys all decided that in this year, especially, that you would do something that's different, unique. And I don't know that's been done before. So tell us about it, Carly. So this is a this is a great example of authors partnering and uniting. That's something that's that's really important to me. Is we're not each other's competition. When we support each other, we lift up the whole equestrian niche, right? So uh, the the great story about this is Candace and I met for the very first time at the American Horse Publications Conference in New Mexico in 2019, and Candace and I have had been uh, virtual friends for a while. And she came up to me and actually she said, you know, how can we partner? How can we bring authors together? How can we do more things together to support what we're doing? And the box set idea was born. So we created Horses, Hearts, and Havoc, which is a first of its kind, uh, eight full-length novel, multi-genre, multi-discipline box set for adults who love to read horse books. So we've got gated horses, we have Western horses, we have jumping, we have romance, we have mystery, we have suspense, we have lots of havoc, uh, so to speak. And uh, we partnered together and Candace and I have been spearheading the project. And we reached out to other authors in our genre and pulled this project together, not only to support each other, but also to support our readers during this difficult time. Because what's really special about this is Readers can get eight full-length equestrian novels right now for 99 cents when they pre-order Horses, Hearts, and Havoc, wow. the box set. 
Now, is this going to be in digital form? This is a digital collection. Uh, unfortunately, it's so long with eight full-length yeah. novels that it's, that it's over the limit for print books. But uh, we've heard that our readers would really, some of our readers really like print. So we're thinking of doing some fun giveaways where we'll make the paperback copies available. Well, I, I think you're saving one whole tree by uh, uh, doing a digital for <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> box set. Um, this is kind of cool. I, you know, and I don't know that this has ever happened in the horse world before. And I think a lot of people, we, a lot of our listeners love to read. Uh, and I think a lot of people would be surprised how many authors there are of books that involve equestrianism, right? Mm-hmm. That, that is right. Uh, there are more of us than you think. And, you know, we're often told that our genre is too niche and people wouldn't be interested in it. But uh, there are a lot of us out here and our readers are rabid. They love reading about horses. And in all of our stories, we're all equestrians. In all of our stories, the horses are just as important to moving the story forward as the human characters are. And you're so you're doing this whole box set. It's how many again? Eight? Eight full-length equestrian novels. Uh, and the beautiful thing about it is they're each the first book in a series. So all the authors that we partnered with on this box set have a series. So there's plenty more Horses, Hearts, and Havoc for readers to discover after they finish reading the box set. Well, if and if they want to get it, it's 99 cents, which is unbelievable. I mean, it's like <laughs> a no-brainer, right? How do, yeah, they get, a, how do they get it? How do they order it? It's, it's available anywhere where digital books are sold. It's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kobo, iBooks, all the all the great places. And right now it's 99 cents if they pre-order it. It does release on October 15th, 2020. So when they pre-order it, it'll be instantly delivered to their device on October 15th. All right. Very good. And uh, before we let you guys go, Candace, can you just for people who are listening and going, is my author in there? Can you give the names of the other authors that are involved? Sure. Besides um, me and Carly, there is um, Amy Elizabeth, and her book is called Cut and Run. And um, Bev Pedersen, and she uh, has a story, let's see, I'm blanking, hang on. Writing for Uh, Redemption. Writing for Redemption. And then uh, Lori Bergley's book, Where the Bluegrass Grows. Natalie Keller Raynard has Showbarn Blues, Through the Mist by Susan Abel, and Steak Night by Susan Archer. Very good. Well, guys, I think this is a great idea. I think anytime we can all work together, uh, you know, it it is a big help. And I'm glad that we're able to talk about this a little bit today. It's uh, we'll put a link in our show notes for the Amazon, and also I'll post a link over on the Horses in the Morning Facebook page when the show is done today, so you can look for it there too. Ninety nine cents. It's a no brainer. Just go do it. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. All Thank right. you, Glenn. We appreciate it. All right. Take care. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to head from reading books about horses, hearts, and havoc to talking about CBD oil. So we're going to hear from our friends at Greenflower, and then we're coming back with some really bad ads. And now our own Dr. Wendy Ying speaks with Roger from Greenflower Botanicals in a series we call CBD Oil 101. 
In our continuing series on CBD oil, we're going to discuss how we can use CBD oil to help us with arthritis and sports injuries in people, horses, and dogs. Roger, how can we use this as part of our protocol to help with arthritis pain? First of all, probably one of the main things CBD is known for is its anti-inflammatory properties. And of course, that ties right in with its analgesic, you know, pain-relieving properties. You can take the oil sublingually, uh, the tinctures that we sell. Uh, you can also apply the oil directly to the skin. And then, of course, we also sell um, lotions for that. But it's highly, highly effective. It's probably one of the main reasons uh, that people are purchasing CBD out there today. Works wonderfully for dogs. Uh, we have our dog using it for hip dysplasia and really any kind of joint and mobility uh, we'd certainly recommend that people at least give CBD a try because for a lot of people, it just is just this side of, of miraculous, so it seems. And we, I, we know that with traditional non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, there are a lot of side effects like gastric ulcers or liver and kidney damage. Is CBD oil much safer than those other options? Yeah, that's really kind of beauty of it. I mean, it's just, it's a whole plant extract, has all these wonderful omega fatty acids in it and other trace cannabinoids and things. And actually CBD very soothing to your gastric system. So there's just really no side effects whatsoever. Uh, nothing compared to NSAIDs or other popular um, pharmaceuticals that people might be using. And for the topical products, can that help with like, you know, we're talking about inflammation that can help with our skin diseases, like maybe hot spots in dogs? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, your skin's the largest organ on your body, but the skin is full of all kinds of little hungry receptors that just love the application of these cannabinoids, which is, is what CBD is. It's a cannabinoid. So very, very healthy for all kinds of skin conditions, including even acne and things of that nature. You know, I personally had great results from using the cream on my tennis elbow. It really made a big difference. And also, I didn't have to use as much because I was using it right directly on the spot of the pain. So this is really wonderful, Roger. How can people find out more about Greenflower Botanical Products? Sure, that's real easy. You just go to greenflowerbotanicals.com. You can see all of our products there, uh, whether it's tinctures or, or topicals. If you use a coupon, coupon code HRN, we give 20% off to uh, our HRN listeners. If you show your horses, please check with your federation on the legal use of CBD oil. And I believe that coupon code is still good, too. So it's coupon code HRN at Greenflower Botanicals. Man, just my back started aching listening to that. I was like, oh, I need some on my back. There you go. <laughs> I wonder, I have a cold. I wonder if it helps colds. She didn't ask about that. I don't know if it helps colds or not. Don't snort it. <laughs> yeah, that's probably well. not a good idea. All right, really bad answer. I'll say pay attention. If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading. They tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. Well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. 
That's right. It is time for Really Bad Ads, that time of the week when listeners submit ads to us that are out of Craigslist or Facebook or someplace like that, and we just have a little bit of fun with them. We've been doing this since for 10 years, and we have read, I figured out, over 6,000 ads over that time, and we've given away tens of thousands of dollars of prizes, and the prizes are compliments of horselovers.com. They're the ones that are supplying the prizes every week, so please go to horselovers.com and support our terrific sponsors. And Jamie's going to tell you about the first prize. That is right, Glenn. The Vanna first White prize. is going to tell you about the first prize. Let's step up to the plate here. Let me show you the Rambo <laughs> Protect. How do you know what she sounds like? We've never heard her talk. I don't talk. know. I, yeah. I was just going with yeah. my... Uh, First up is the Rambo (laughs) Protector. Uh, People just love it when I do my British accent because it's so on point. (laughs) I'm glad you didn't go into an Irish accent when poor James. He's had a hard enough time. (laughs) I know. I didn't need to throw him off because he probably punched me through the the computer. Uh, The Rambo Protector is specifically designed to offer superior protection from both flies and sunlight. Made from a unique, patented, and durable self-repairing fabric, this rug offers UV protection and is designed to last many seasons with 65% UV protection. This sheet also provides needed sun protection during the hot summer, $180 value. And an Ovation Bridal, of course, one of our other terrific sponsors. It's an Ovation Fancy Stitched Raised Padded Bridal with Reins. Fine supple leather with tight, even stitching. A mono crown designed to alleviate pull pull pressure. This is like a tongue twister ad, this one. And finished with beeswax for suppleness, but will still take oil. This is a $125 Ovation Bridal. And you guys all could use another bridal. Everybody wants another bridal. Everybody needs a bridal. It's like saddle pads, bridles, bits, and saddle pads. Yes. And and apparently with our group, horses. (laughs) And horses. And boots and saddles and (laughs) brushes and anything. Feed hay, all the things. <laughs> Finally, we have Perry's sheepskin shipping halter. Sheepskin shipping halter is completely covered with stitched on fleecy natural sheepskin for your horse's complete comfort. Adding to the luxuriousness of the halter, the sheepskin boasts soft hand rubbed edges, expertly crafted in America using top quality premium leather, stainless steel hardware. Each cut, stitch, and finishing touches completed by the hands of a small number of local Amish leather workers. In my head, when I read that, I saw. A local number of small Amish workers. <laughs> you picture them sitting in a these tree. Tiny little, <laughs> these tiny little Amish people. <laughs> With tiny little Their ears. little hats on sitting at the North Pole it's making Friday. halters. We're a little punchy. <laughs> these Amish workers with tiny, small, little number I pictured, hands. I pictured Rudolph there, there hanging by around. <laughs> uh, they, so you saw it too. <laughs> a small number of Amish workers, not a number of small Amish workers. <laughs> we don't know. They could be small. We don't know. Oh, it's Friday. To make this plus halter even better, they incorporated a double buckle crown and a convenient snap at the throat. I don't know how they did that with their tiny hands, but they did. A $200 value. Sorry, horse lovers. We love you. Sorry. To, no disrespect, Perry. <laughs> All right, let's let Betty Faye get us out of this. Uh, you get double the entries to win. <laughs> I can't stop seeing these tiny little people. Yeah, little, like, get... Giant, like normal-sized people with these tiny little hands. And the big hats, the big Amish hats and the beards. Oh, God. Um, Betty Faye sent us this one. You get double the entries if you send it in yourself and record it yourself. And Betty did that. 
This is a Craigslist ad for a quarter horse gelding for $2,000 in Farmington, New Mexico. There's only one photograph. It doesn't show the horse very well because the photographer is in the saddle and it shows the top of the horse's neck and his ears and his shadow. Like you can see a whole lot of the horse from his shadow. Um, he's standing in a big, huge, flat field surrounded by a big mesa and big, beautiful sky. And he's a chestnut. And that's all you can tell from him. And there's not a lot of punctuation. So here goes. I'm selling a gelding quarter horse, 16 years old, 15 hands, and I only use him for trail riding. And I check the cattle with him. Not afraid of rope and loads good. Stands for the farrier perfectly. Stands great saddling him. We give him a bath. Not afraid of water. He not hyper. Sometimes I leave him in the pen or I take him out in the pasture. And he always, always comes home in the evening if he in pasture. And he just has a little tiny buck. That's the only thing about him. And he doesn't bite. Very calm. Very gentle. But he just has a little tiny buck. Little tiny buck. He doesn't buck every day. Honestly, he will only buck once a month that's <laughs> it because i ride him every weekend period experienced writers only period if you have any questions please call or text i respond to both you're y-o-u-r more than welcome to try him out thank you see those are the worst kind because you get you get in a groove and you go out oh, it's going good and then you let your you relax a little and then the horse bucks Here's what happens is you're like, mm, he's super safe. And then yeah. you bring a friend over who's like a child. And then uh, the horse bucks him off. And they're like, oh, yeah, he does have that tiny buck. And then that person is scarred for life. And for the rest of their lives, when they find out you have horses, they're going to tell you about the time that they got on that horse that bucked him off. <laughs> That's true. God, how many Forever. times have we even told those stories? At <sighs> podcasting conferences, every damn podcaster there has a story about a horse when they were a kid. Everyone. This one time I was <laughs> riding a horse. I've only ridden a horse one time. Do you and, let him um, go and just, you, you have to suffer oh, through yeah. it. You have to let him go. And, and you know, it's the same. Every story is the same. <laughs> okay. Okay. I want you to start telling me a story about the time you rode a horse. The only time you rode oh, a horse. When I was a kid, my parents took us to this place and they had little ponies and the one little pony Let me was... stop you. <laughs> it's a pony. It ran you under a tree. And <laughs> How did you off. know that? That's so weird. <laughs> do, do another one. Do another one. Uh, when I was a teenager, I took my girlfriend. I thought it'd be all romantic. We would go to this place where you ride Let horses. Let me stop you. Let me stop you. You got bucked off. Yeah. How did you know? <laughs> so weird. Lorene's going to help us out today. Yay, Lorene. We needed her today. Hi. Good morning. This is Lorene Barden. And so I don't get punished again. <laughs> this week, I'm going to read a really bad ad. Now, this ad is not about a horse, but it does have the word horse in it. <laughs> so the ad starts out, um, exclamation point, hidden, H-I-D-D-E-D, hidden treasures here. And then two more exclamation points. And the first um, line is in all caps. Huge, huge sale for all. This is the sale of the season you don't want to miss. Three days only, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. daily. Here are just a few of the items we would like to share with you. Antique farm collectibles, cutting torches, large paint booth, 140-kilowatt natural gas generator, 25-kilowatt natural gas generator, I-beams, H-beams, fuel oil furnace, wheel horse garden tractor 520, grandfather clock, Antique student desk, parentheses, for the shabby chic. Mix of antiques, Pepsi machine, collectible signs, hydraulic lift gate, locomotive fuel injector, pumps, tools, gas engines, electric motors, cast iron cauldron. New items daily. 
This is just a small list of items. There are many, many, many more items and worthy of your time. You will find something, not just a regular sale. These are items you may never see again. <laughs> the address is, and then it gives an address in PA, directly across from the large propane tank. Looking forward to seeing you. So, I Google mapped this place since Pennsylvania is right next door to New Jersey. And I am also interested in the cast iron cauldron because my neighbors already think I'm crazy and I think putting that on my front lawn would be awesome. So I Google mapped and did a street view and this place looks really scary. It looks like Jason is waiting inside for me. I think if I go in, I might need somebody with a chainsaw and never come out. So um, on second thought, I think I will stick to shopping at my local tax shop and just get everything I need there. So thanks for listening to my ad. Bye. <laughs> I, I got a couple takeaways from that. Uh, three, actually. First of all, how awesome is she that she's like, my neighbors think I'm weird. I'm going to put a giant iron cauldron. cauldron. <laughs> and like for Halloween and bubbling age, every day. Sitting up there stirring it, you know, <laughs> uh, that's my first takeaway. My second takeaway is that sounds just like an Oklahoma flea market. Okay. That is everything that they have at the flea market on the weekends. And the other thing is I learned a lot about how she speaks by just listening to her. And I realized Betty, uh, Lorraine, that you don't, and I just love it. I just love it. There's no R sound in how she talks. So it's like she said the it's a, it's an ion cauldron. Ion cauldron. And then um it's like, you know, it's got the moda. Moda. And then uh my neighbors. There's no R. I I've, I've learned so much from listening to Lorene. My neighbors and my moda. <laughs> And the iron, it's an iron cauldron and my neighbors think I'm crazy. I don't know. I can't even do it anymore. But anyway, I'm, I kind of had a little Southern in there too. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it yeah. kicks in. I'm going to work on it. I'm going to get better. Lorene next week, I'm going to come back and I'm going to imitate you and it's going to be spot on. I'm writing that down in the book of Jamie. <laughs> Is there a book of Jamie? It should be. I don't want to see that. <laughs> I'll show it to Chad later. Oh, no, please don't. Did you hear? You heard where he is right now, right? When he called before right the before show. the show. And I answered the phone and I'm like, I he was hey, working. Babe, I, got, I got to work right, right now. I hope you're having a good time. What did he say? He said, I'm off to Palm Beach. No, Pebble Beach. Oh, Pebble Beach. That's it. And the only thing I know that's at Pebble Beach is a golf course where they play the Masters, right? Pebble Beach. Yeah, he's um, playing Pebble Beach today, and oh. he it's, it's not what you know, Glenn. It's who you yeah, know. Yeah, because you okay? can't, like, get in there. It's not like a and public course, is it? I think that he's paying he, – no, he's um, paying me back for buying an Andalusian side of the team. He's like, I'm taking a golf trip, and I'm going to play all, Spyglass and Pebble Beach. Pebble Beach has to be about $1,000 around. Oh, God, I can't even – you know what? He hasn't told me, and I haven't asked. So um, he'll be like, I got a military rate. It's like it was free, and then I'll just suck it. Tell us about some cows for sale. Oh, good Lord. Uh, Katie sent this one in. By the way, I, I would also like to point out that we got it from Sarah, Clover, Allison, and Jason. Uh, Katie sent this one in. And by the way, you guys are all in the prize. You do get double the entries if you um, record it yourself. Uh, three family cows for sale. We have three family cows. Where is this? Doesn't say. Okay. Um, we have three family cows for sale. All of them are currently in milk. 
two are Jersey. One is a three quarters cow. <laughs> What's the other quarter? What's the other quarter? Now, every horse? time I make What's... fun of cow stuff, some listener <laughs> shames me about my lack of cattle knowledge. But a three quarter cow was that like a one quarter horse? I don't know. Like, I'm gonna look that up. I don't know what a three quarter cow is. <laughs> three quarter cow. Write that down. Put Google that. Okay. Uh, we also have a half Jersey, half Dutch. All are gentle and can be handled. Well, thank God, because you're milking them for God's sake. You might as well not get kicked in the teeth when you go under and start squeezing their boobies. All I get is as when you divide when you divide up a cow when you butcher a cow you can get oh, three quarters of the no. cow. That's all I get is all the butchering stuff. So hey, what? That one ain't gonna milk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and are the cows a family or are they family cows? I don't know, but I'm I, I I'm I afraid know. to do not Jamie do not Google image <laughs> three quarter cow. Oh. No, no, you'll get a lot of pictures. Uh, oh, uh, uh, Lena oh, sent oh. this. <laughs> Lena sent this one in. It's our horse trailer of the week, and this is a oh, classic. Oh my god, this is a classic. And the way I, I want to tell you about, I'll talk about it. Let me read the ad first. I don't know much about it. It has been sitting in our yard. No title. Would be cool. Upcycled into a container garden. So now there's a picture. Now it's from the top, which is, makes it look like it's a miniature horse trailer, like it's a little tiny toy. Doesn't it? It looks like a little tiny toy in a train set, but I don't know. They're way above it. But it's a horse trailer, a two-horse round front trailer like we always get, completely rusted out. This one, though, the wheels aren't even on the trailer. They're sitting beside the trailer, and the whole trailer's sitting on the ground. You definitely aren't going to revitalize this into a horse trailer, and it's sitting there with you the weeds around it. You would have to cut I, this thing out of the weeds, too. I, I don't know what you would do with this. It's scrap metal. But they didn't say they were asking anything for it. So, And the other thing is, it's been, I don't know much about it. It's been sitting in our yard. How long has it been sitting in the yard? A long time. <laughs> a long time. Uh, by the weeds and ivy that have grown around they it. They bought now, the I house like and to, it was there, is what it was. Would, yeah. yeah, exactly. I would like to point out that, yes, it would be cool, upcycled into a container garden. And then you invite your enemies over and you're like, hey, look at my cool container garden. And then they prick themselves and get hepatitis <laughs> or tetanus. <laughs> It is so rusty. I'll post this in the auditor room. This one would be, if we were still doing a calendar, this one would be in the calendar for sure. It's a classic. Jessica sent the next one in. Oh my God, this picture of this horse makes it. Okay, it's a photo of a horse. The ad is beautiful quarter horse mare, brood potential and very competitive for $2,000. And it is a photograph of the horse cantering away you're trotting away. If you were to take the percentage of the photo, like, like the whole photo, the horse is about just about 5% in the middle of it. Cause it's so far away running, swishing its tail. You can't see this horse for nothing. You can tell it's a horse and that's about it. <laughs> I always think to myself, like, are you trying to sell this? You know or what no. it is with this one. They couldn't get close enough to catch it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what it is. She's very competitive. She'll race you when you try to yeah, catch her. Yeah, this is the best that you. they could get because they can't get any closer than this. <laughs> uh, Carrie sent this one in. <clears throat> oh, I got this one because it's a Percheron. Uh, this one's name is Belle. 12-year-old Percheron Crossmare. Kiddo broke to the max. Takes care of kids, literally. Plop your toddlers on her back. She'll hold up to four at a time and head in the house to do a few loads of laundry. When you come back out 45 minutes later, Belle will be in the exact same spot you left her, regardless of the toddler's squealing, giggling, and leg gyrations to get her to trot around the backyard. 
probably and and for for my sake and for the lawyer's sake for the horse radio network we don't advise you to leave your four toddlers let on the me, horse while you go in the house we, that's not something uh, me, we advise let me tell you yes as a parent um this is a terrible idea i don't care if she'll move or not do not throw your four kids <laughs> up on the back of a horse and go in the house for 45 minutes i bet you that they didn't have no helmets on their babies when they did this and so they got four you babies know they did on the it. back of a horse and they you know what bell didn't move but like by god you know what happens if one of them babies just falls off it can happen and then they got no helmet on and gonna hit the ground and bell cannot go, oh, have a god, heart when we read these how many what? times do you tell me that if you're no looking oh we're not done yet if you're looking for a beer drinking super chill ain't gonna go anywhere fast horse bell is your also your gal anyone over a hundred pounds who can cluck at her will be shuttled safely point point a to point B at a sedate speed. Can't manage to pick up the reins because you've finished a six-pack before the trail ride lunch break? Just click twice and sit back. By the way, one click will not cut it. Two clucks, and there will you'll be there till morning. Bell will get you to the barn door in one piece. After that, you're on your own. Wow. A whole lot of redneck going on this place. That's all sorts of redneck. I mean, that's a problem, too, is you needed to read that with a southern accent. Because if you're looking for a beer drinking super chill, ain't going to go anytime an ad says the word ain't, you better bring your southern at the best. Uh, yeah, Val. I kind of want Val, actually, after owning Pertrons before. And you really could, on our Pertron, put four children up there. I wouldn't, again, advise you to leave, but. They would have said you there. just put your four babies up there on the back and just walk <laughs> away on into the kitchen, get supper fixed up and ready. And then you come back outside and then four babies just sitting right up there. No problem. <laughs> Belle ain't going to move at all. And you know what? She ain't going to go anywhere fast because if you cluck to her once or twice, then she'll get you home. But you can't cluck once. You got to cluck twice because you cluck once. She's just going to stand there and ain't going to do nothing. But you know what? Your babies can sit there and cluck all they want because they ain't over 100 pounds and they're just going to be fine. <laughs> Uh, you Hi, know what? It's Ashley Crabtree um, from down here too. in Madisonville, Tennessee, and oh, I have a really bad ad. For oh, wait, we start over because oh my god, I, I want to hear Ashley. all of Ashley. I just want to hear every word. It's, it shouldn't sound like me. Hi, it's Ashley Crabtree um, from down here in Madisonville, Tennessee, and I have a really bad ad for you today from our Knoxville, Tennessee Craigslist. Um, and it is, well, Jamie's going to love it, but it is <laughs> a truly Southern ad. And I already have a pretty good Southern accent to boot, but I yes, think sir. I'm going to try and add a little extra flair to this one. <laughs> Perfect. So bear with me. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so happy. Purebred, well-behaved miniature horses, $435 in Farragut, Tennessee. My old girls, Rosie and Petunia. Just gave birth to two mighty fine-looking foals. I call one Lightning, because he's a fast son of a gun. But the other one I just calls, call Horse, because he ain't do nothing all his eight months of life except be a stupid horse. I have had a lot of people ask me in past sales if these horses is well-behaved, and yes, I train them best I know how. They sit when you ask them, and they got the best table manners this side of the Mississippi. If you're interested in picking up one of these fellers, please give me a ring on my cell phone. I would recommend buying Lightning as he is a good boy. And Horse is just a dumb idiot horse, but I won't stop you from buying both of them. Connor. 
All right. Oh hope my you guys God. have a great day and got a little bit of a kick out of that one. We did. <laughs> oh, my God. Well done. Wow. She, she could turn on the thick Southern accent there. Man, she's got a Southern accent, but she's got one of them, like, pretty Southern accents yeah. where she's all, It's you a know, certain part of, of Tennessee that has that, right? Or is it just, it's like the upper class in England. It's like the upper when class a- Debbie accent. fills in yes. for you on a Friday and I have to have her do an accent and she does this like a Scarlett O'Hara kind of beautiful Southern accent. And then you got me just doing this big old <laughs> Georgia, Georgia redneck accent. <laughs> that was a wonderful, Ashley. You it's made like my in day. England when they have different, they like all of England has different accents no matter where you yep. are. And sometimes they don't even understand each other from, you know, the north of England. It's one country. God, the Welsh are like ridiculous. That. The Welsh, I don't even, I just, when they interview Welsh people on, uh, when you're watching a show and there's Welsh people on it, it's like, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hannah's up next. You are, Hannah's you are, you're this. up next. I'm up next. Five, yo. Paint for sale, $1,800. Five yo, period, paint, period, black, period. All with white socks. About 15 HH dot dot. We'll come to you anywhere. Saddles and walks, and she's been in the pasture for so long. What? (laughs) Does not have to be an experienced herder. No space, period, no space, lowercase b, but will be a great horse under a little trained and just wormed and had feet done. Does not bite. Well, I don't know why I'm doing Southern, but it just <laughs> sounds right. Does not bite, kick, or buck. My buyer must pick up at our farm. Cash only. Why is it? It's been in the pasture for so long. We need to get it out of the pasture. Saddles and walks. <laughs> Since she's been in the pasture for, for so, so long. long. I don't even understand that <laughs> sentence, Hannah. That's obviously why. I don't know how they'd go together. If horses only could learn to ride while in the pasture, it would be great. Every horse you know would be what? perfect. I just, I don't even, yeah, I don't get it. But that's fantastic, Hannah. Thank you. Kimberly sent this one in. This has got to be from California because Kimberly's from California. Horses for sale, $500. I have a 13-year-old grade mare for sale. She is broke to ride. Only flaw is she... Oh, there's no punctuation, damn it. I usually give (laughs) these to you. All right, here we go. I have a 13-year-old grade mare for sale. She is broke to ride. Only flaw is she can be hard to catch at times, and she doesn't like having her feet done. I also have a grade bear... Grade (laughs) bear... I also have a grade bay mare. She is 17. She is broke to ride, and she has a bad front knee. Would make a nice plaster plaster pet or a brood mare. She'd be a plaster pet. She could be a plaster pet. God bless her. <laughs> there you go. A couple grade mares. Just a reminder that, like, say Kimberly sent that in. Kimberly didn't write that. That's not her ad. These ads, because every once in a while we'll get complaints. And it's like, like we're not making fun of the people who submitted it. Those are the people that saw it and are making fun of it themselves and just thought we would enjoy it. Yeah, we are ma- we are actually making fun of the people who wrote it, though. Yeah, uh, we're making, yeah. we're definitely doing that. <laughs> and I'm really surprised over the years. That. We've had a couple of people that said they're never listening to our show again because we're mean. Um, yeah, and, uh, so that doesn't make up for the double audience we get on Fridays. You're really <laughs> bad at so. You know what? You, it's a free country. You can listen to whatever you want to listen to. I, you know, you maybe listen to, listen to Monday through Thursday and not Friday. That might be it. Yeah. But you know what? If you don't like this, you're not liking us the rest you're of the week. You're not the other <laughs> days too. <laughs> Jill sent this one in. We'll end with Jill. Hey everybody. It's Jill from Pittsburgh, PA. Uh, I found this 
bad ad, and it comes from Montevideo, Minnesota. <laughs> so I'm going to do my hand at a really yes. bad Go for it, Jill. Minnesota accent. Woo-hoo. Apologize to everyone. Okay. Very healthy quarter horse gilding for sale. He's about 15 two hands. Had this horse for about a year and it's time for it to move on. He has started to gain bad habits, which include being very anxious to go home if he gets rode too far away from the barn. Gets upset if it has to be tied up for too long and can occasionally be hard to catch. Trailers very well, picks up feet great, and can be very fun when it behaves. It is used to everything. Donkeys, mini horses, goats, llama, potbelly pig, chickens, and a peacock. Lots of potential here. About 20 years old, but does not show its age. Would not be a beginner horse. Thanks for your interest. Any questions, or if you are interested, please give me a call at blah, 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 blah. Would be possible interested in trades for a fishing boat. <laughs> well, right. I have no idea Woo! what she said. It didn't matter. <laughs> I don't know, but that was like she could also double if she would just tweak it a touch to an Irish accent. Yes. That was so great. <laughs> I was thinking that. Oh, my that. gosh. That was so great, Jill. There's also I'm a little so bit of Pennsylvania excited. Dutch in there, too. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! That was oh, makes me smile we needed really bad ads today. We all yeah. needed really bad ads today. Oh, really my did. God. If anybody got through the first half of it, they're going to love the second half. If anybody is still here, we appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know, I have my podcasting mentor says either make him laugh or cry, and it's a good show. We've done both today. (laughs) So thank you, everybody, for joining us. Be safe this weekend. Be safe there on the West Coast. We love you all, and uh, we'll talk to you on Monday. Okay, then. Oh, hang around, auditors. We'll talk for a second. They'll just be up my butt. That was brave of Jill to do that. I was surprised. That was awesome. (laughs) She was so good. It really was Pennsylvania, Dutch, Irish, a little bit of Montana. Yeah. That was funny. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so what do you got this weekend? By the way, we're still recording for the auditors. Hi, auditors. We're thinking about oh. you guys. God, you guys. And the ones of you that are really working to help out, we're so proud of you all. <clears throat> Ooh, what am I doing this weekend? Well, Chad's gone, so I'm I'm seeing, oh, my God, I have the best news ever. Oh, what's that? Abby's coming back today. She'll be here tonight. She's driving across the country right now. She went and bought herself a car, and her and her mama are road tripping it on <laughs> out, and her mama's flying out tomorrow. Oh, she's going to so have her Abby's own car back. there, too, so she'll be able to get around. Trust and me. run errands uh, for you. <laughs> she was like, I need a car. When she was here for, like, the month of summer, she's like, is there, maybe I can buy, like, an Oklahoma car and, like, just have it to drive around? And I was like, <laughs> you can take the truck. <laughs> so yeah, she's coming back. Oh my God. I'm so excited because this, um, this little guy I have starting, I'm going to really need help getting on him for the first time. And I'm just like, Oh, thank God she's coming back. Yeah. You talked about one on Wednesday too. The one you were having trouble with Monty. Or yeah. you talked about Monty. Is that getting better now? Yeah, man. I'll tell you what, like 
I was by myself yesterday. Chad's gone. Lucas is at school. Abby's not here. And I do a lot of, I try not to, to do work with the new horses when I'm on the farm by myself. Um, but sometimes I just had to get it done. So I took him out and, and since Monday, since, since we talked to Monty, I did a join up with him that afternoon. And then Tuesday I got a sur single on him or Wednesday maybe. And so that went good yesterday. I got the sur single on him. Buck the bear rode him around. He was fine with that. It's amazing. Just once you get their trust, how exponentially faster you can go. Then I was like, okay, we're going to do a bridal. And they had told me that he was really, really, really like reared a lot when they would try to deworm him. And so the deworming was not an, uh, uh, possible. So I went to go put the bridle on him and I realized it's not, not even just the deworming. You can't touch his mouth. You couldn't touch his mouth. I like anything lower than his eyeballs. Like you couldn't touch. So we worked on that for just quite a while. So what you do is you touch, you know, you try to like rub up on their, their forehead and slide your hand down real quick and then slide your hand down. Well, it slow, has to be ulcers. Slow. So it's nothing to do with the mouth. Changing. Obviously is, <laughs> you know, he needs shoes. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so I was able to, then, then you just put your finger, you know, on the side your hand on the side of their mouth and try to slide your finger into where, you know, you would put your hand if you were going to put a bit in. Uh, and then I got the bridle in front of him and like touch it to his lips in a way, lips in a way, and then up to touch his teeth in a way. And then I've got it on him and I posted these videos because it didn't it, like, it's it never goes perfect. It's not. I describe it like it's perfect, but it does not. There was a time he he ran backwards, flung that puppy off of his head, and threw it about halfway across a round pin. Um. So, but by the end, he was t he was. I was getting it in. I can't say he was taking it happily. Um, and then once you put it in, he was like, oh, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to puke it out. So um, it was definitely a challenge and a lot of fun. And uh, it's raining today. So probably in the stall, we'll just work on that. Uh, just getting the bridle in. I, I I can see how they had such a hard time deworming him. And, and who knows what started what, you know, if you don't touch your horse and work with them before you do the deworming, then you go to touch their mouth and it's their first experience and they get this nasty paste stuck in their throat. Of course, they're not going to ever want you to touch their mouth again. So like a great way to do it is to take an empty tube or a syringe and fill it with applesauce. Although the cinnamon applesauce was very, very terrible for Zara. She hated that. <laughs> um, but anyway, you just, you kind of just put your hand um, on the side of their face, put your finger in the corner of their mouth and they go, and then you pat them and you stroke them. So uh, we're going to work on that a little bit more today, but man, it was, I couldn't even get the before videos because I did, didn't know he was going to be like that. I, he was ever, everything with him has been a challenge because his first instinct is to rear. And so with the dually halter on, he's doing a lot better with the rearing. Um, but I definitely got a couple of them yesterday just by trying to touch his nose. And he's like, hmm, no. And I was so thankful that he's 14 hands. Oh my God. Putting that bridle on and off, on and off. I was like, Oh, thank God. I'm not standing on a mounting block trying to do this with your head in the sky. Five two is challenging at times with tall horses. So um, uh, the the thing about what you do is you just don't know what your what the issue is going to be. There's going to be an issue with every one of them, right? But you don't know what the issue is going to be. And that's why, too, um, I, you know, 
I, not that anybody has said anything to me, but I kind of am always expecting somebody like you see Elisa Wallace and she gets these horses off the track and she's cantering them around and Ellen Doty Hume cantering around and jumping on their second ride. Well, those are horses that have come off the track that are fit and ready to go and that haven't been you know, beat up so much. A lot of the horses that I get have been beat up considerably before they get to the rescue. And then they get turned out of the rescue for six months or whatever. And then they come to get started or they've been there a couple of weeks. It just all depends on what they're ready for, what they need. And so when they come to me, I restart them from scratch. And I'm sure that people are like, why are you walking around on them? Like they're, you know, tiptoeing around their racehorses. Well, yeah, but they're not normal racehorses. Or if they are, they go a lot quicker. If they're like, they've been ridden a hundred times and they, you can saddle them up, pop on them, put you just teach them what the leg means, what the bridle means through long lining. And then they're good to go. But other ones, especially starter horses like this little, he, he's not a racehorse. He's a completely fresh off the farm. Um, yeah, he, he, they, if you, if I start them all the exact same way, they tell me what, where their holes are. Does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. like uh, some of the racehorses, when I go to put the side, like go to touch them on their left flank area. Cause I touched them all over just to kind of see how they're going to react. A lot of them have a hard time with you touching their left flank or moving too quickly around them on the left side. And that's typically because somebody held them with their left hand and whipped them with their, their right handed, you know? So a lot of horses have a zone in that hind left area that has been hit and they, they can't forget it. I actually just got a message from somebody while we were doing the show about a horse. You can't touch his back left leg and they need some help. Like, oh, well, okay. Then, you know, then you start to see it and you start to decipher what, what the horse is telling you, and then you exploit it (laughs) and make it better. Yeah. This has been so good for you. It's been good for the show too, by the way, for you to have all these training horses. It's been good for the show too. Yeah. Yeah. Can I tell you what's really, really, really thrilling is that I got asked to be on horsemanship radio and Monty and I did an interview together talking about the certificate and all of the success at horse and hound. Oh, cool. And I had to get some numbers together yesterday. And typically in a year, she adopts out 30 to 35 horses in a year. This year, so far, 75 horses have wow. left. Yeah, that's, that's huge. So I'm, I'm really really pleased with those numbers. And Monty was just so sweet. You know, Debbie's like, give her a challenge. What's her challenge? He's like, please, I just wound her up and let her go. Who knows what she's (laughs) going to be doing next. So I do want to, if we can play that on horses in the morning next week sometime, because it was just such a thrill. Once, once the show comes out, it was such a thrill to be, uh, a part of that. Oh my gosh. To have Monty proud of me. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, let's end the day. (laughs) We've had quite a day. Uh, Everybody have a terrific weekend. (laughs) And uh, be safe, everybody. All right. Spade Nutter Geld. We'll be here Monday. Oh, I already said that. Bye. (laughs) Oh, my gosh.